Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, July 28th, 2021, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast. Coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is freedom and liberty versus divide and conquer. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne today. We bow down spiritually speaking and ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate the airwaves today, going around the world, touching the hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of your people so that we will be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, in his imminent return in the rapture for all those who belong to him at his appearing at the rapture. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Good morning, supervisors. Uh, thank you for, for being here, listening to us. Uh, before I, I go further, though, I'd like to address Ms. Wilma Wooten and that propaganda that you were sharing. This, this is not factual. We've actually, uh, being that we are not Cuba yet or North Korea, we still have access to the Internet. And it's beautiful because your department has done a fantastic job of documenting the deaths in this county. So what I've done is taken that information which you've provided to, uh, to ensure that I'm an informed citizen and I know when you're lying. So here we go. Uh, April 2021, there were 147 people who died in this county. Whatever the positive tests say with this PCR test, which we know to be unscientific and be used at 45 thresholds, which makes these positive tests false positives. We know this, and we also know that 147 people died in this county in, in the month of May. Or, uh, forgive me, April. So let's go to May. How many people died in May? Miss Wilma Wooten was talking about how all these people are dying. 
54. We had 54 deaths in the county of San Diego. I don't care about the positives because obviously the PCR test is bunk and we know that. So let's go back to the deaths because that's hard evidence that we can use. In the month of June, how many deaths did we have, Nathan Fletcher? 80. How many residents are in this county? 3 million? 3.3 million residents in this county and we're using propaganda that Wilma Wooten is using from the PCR test that we know that has been tested to be bunk because we've had 80 people die in this county. How many rights are we going to take away before we look at the facts? We know what you're trying to do. There are good supervisors up here that are trying to fight for freedom like the Constitution, but where are the rest of you? Why are you silencing people and using this jargon to scare us into submission? When are you going to speak the truth, Wilma? We're calling you out because we, the citizens of America, are tired of these lies. We get lied to regularly. We're used to these lies. Who's going to stand up for the truth? And with that said, as we open our show for today, we begin with a few points of interest concerning the world that we have now entered into here in 2021, the year of the unknown part two, as mandated by the one and only true and living God in late 2020. The first point of interest is the definition of truth, of which the gentleman in the audio just presented, taken from a recent San Diego Board of Supervisors meeting concerning COVID-19, asks, who's going to stand up for truth? My friends, the simple depth definition of truth is that it is a verified or indisputable fact. F-A-C-T, fact. Our next point of interest concerns the definition of liberty. Liberty is the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. Our next point of interest is what the meaning of freedom is. Freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or resistance or restraint. It is as well the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. And last, but in no way least, our final point of interest here today in setting our stage is the meaning of free will, of which is given by the one and only true and living God to all mankind and consists of the power or capacity to choose among alternatives or to act in certain situations independently of natural social, or even divine restraints. As a side note, my friends, I must warn you that the last restraint concerning the di dictates of the one and only true and living God not being followed will only lead to and be met with eternal consequences, as in eternal banishment to the lake that burns with fire and brimstone for all eternity.
With these thoughts in mind, my friends, let us now enter into our first piece of the day brought to us by Mr. Michael Snyder, author of TheAmericanDream.com, dated July 25th, 2021, titled, Health Freedom is the Hottest Political Issue on the Entire Globe, and Our World Will Never Be the Same After This of which Mr. Snyder begins by sharing, we are witnessing an epic global struggle for freedom and the outcome of that struggle is going to greatly shape what our world is going to look like in the years ahead. Ultimately, he says, one of the most fundamental rights that we have is the right to make our own health decisions. If someone else has the authority to make those decisions for you, then you aren't really free. Mr. Snyder continues by stating, this pandemic has transformed the debate over health freedom into the most hotly contested political issue on the entire planet. And the intensity seems to have been turned up a few more notches in recent days. As governments around the world have begun instituting new lockdowns, new mandates, and new health passports, we have seen huge eruptions of anger all over the world. For example, over the weekend, there was an enormous health freedom protest in London. Thousands have gathered today, Saturday, July 24th, in London's Trafalgar Square to protest against the lockdown rule and COVID-19 vaccinations. A wide range of speakers are attending the event, including well-known British conspiracy theorist Kate Shimerny, who spoke to the crowd. My friends, Kate Shimerny is considered to be a conspiracy theorist, but in reality is a British nurse who lost her right to practice as a nurse in July of 2020 for telling the truth about COVID-19 and disagreeing with the giving of an experimental vaccine. Moving along, the rest of this piece states that demonstrators are angry about the recent move which will see vaccination passports becoming compulsory in England to access nightclubs and other packed venues. At the same time, says Mr. Schneider, there were also massive protests in the heart of Paris. France anti-riot police fired tear gas Saturday as clashes erupted during protests in central Paris against COVID-19 restrictions and a vaccination campaign, television reported. Police sought to push back demonstrators near the capital, near the capital's Gare St. Lazare railway station after protesters had knocked over a police motorbike ridden by two officers, television pictures showed. Images showed a very heavy police presence on the capital streets. Uh, scuffs, uh, 
Scuffles between police and demonstrators also broke out on Chandelier thoroughfare where tear gas was fired and traffic was halted, the pictures showed. On the other hand, and on the other side of the globe, Mr. Snyder says we continue to see violent protests in Sydney and other major Australian cities. Thousands of people took to the streets of Sydney and other Australian cities on Saturday to protest lockdown restrictions amidst another surge in cases. And police made several arrests after after crowds broke through barriers and through plastic bottles and plants. The unmasked participants marched from Sydney's Victoria Park to Town Hall in the Central Business District, carrying signs calling for freedom and the truth. Millions upon millions of people are fed up and are refusing to accept any more violations of their fundamental rights. But of course, there are millions of others who are eagerly embracing the tyrannical measures that have been implemented by national governments around the globe. In the end, the scale is going to tip one way or another, and the outcome is going to greatly shape the direction of humanity's future. Mr. Snyder ends this segment of his article with these words, so let us hope that freedom wins. My friends, those words are the perfect segue to our next piece by Mr. Michael Snyder dated yesterday, July 27th, 2021, titled, Are We About to See the Biggest Purge of Conservatives from All Levels of the Federal Government? In U.S. history, of which he opens with these chilling words. The fateful decision that Joe Biden just made will have consequences for many years to come. On Thursday, we learned that the Biden administration is going to require all employees of the federal government to either be vaccinated or to submit to regular testing and mitigation requirements. Needless to say, says Mr. Snyder, there are large numbers of federal employees that will never take a COVID vaccine under any circumstance, and the and most of them are Republicans. In fact, he says, a recent Washington Post survey found that less than 5% of the Democrats say that they will definitely not get a COVID vaccine. But for Republicans, the number was nearly 40%. So as federal employees start quitting over this new mandate, the vast majority of those that will be leaving will be conservatives. And we aren't talking about a small number of people. Today, there are millions of Americans that work directly for the federal government. The federal government numbers include active duty military personnel and U.S. Postal Service workers. The U.S. military has about 1.4 million active duty service members and another 800,000 reserve forces. There are approximately 800,000 postal workers. 
beyond the military and the postal service, 2 million people, just over 1% of the U.S. workforce or 0.6% of the total population are permanently employed by the federal government. More than 70% of the federal workforce service serves in defense in defenses and security agencies like the Department of Defense, the uh, intelligence community agencies, and NASA. Mr. Snyder then shares, when I first learned about this, I was stunned that the Biden administration would be willing to go this far. But apparently, this is really happening. Just a little while ago, he says, CNN reported the following. President Joe Biden will announce on Thursday a requirement that all federal employees and contractors will be vaccinated against COVID-19 or be required to submit to regular testing and mitigation requirements, according to a source with direct knowledge of the matter. The announcement will come in remarks where Biden is also expected to lay out a series of new steps, including incentives, in an attempt to spur new vaccinations as the Delta variant spreads rapidly throughout the country. Uh, That's not what we heard from San Diego now, is it, my friends? Not what we just heard. Um. It will also follow the decision by the Department of Veterans Affairs to require its frontline health care workers to be vaccinated over the course of the next two months. Mr. Snyder explains that this came just hours after it was first announced that the Biden administration was considering such a move. President Biden on Tuesday said his administration is considering making it mandatory for federal workers to get the COVID vaccination. The president's comments, which echoed those of his press secretary hours earlier, came one day after the Department of Veterans Affairs announced it will require its frontline health care workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. This is how the Biden administration operates, says Mr. Snyder. First, they float something to evaluate public reaction, and then they do it. Mr. Snyder then ponders, so how many federal employees will quit their jobs due to this new mandate? Will it be thousands? Will it be tens of thousands? Could it be hundreds of thousands? He then continues by stating, what we do know is that the number of Republicans that will quit will be far greater than the number of Democrats that will quit. And that could fundamentally alter the composition of the federal workforce for many years to come. I think that it will all come down to the nature of the regular testing and mitigation 
uh, requirements, says Mr. Schneider, just before going on to say, if those requirements are not too burdensome, the number of federal workers that quit may be relatively low. But if those requirements turn out to be quite painful, I could see very large numbers of employees quitting. Mr. Snyder as well states that on Tuesday, we also learned that the CDC has decided that it is time for all Americans to start wearing masks again. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention recommended Tuesday that fully vaccinated people begin wearing masks indoors again in places with high COVID-19 transmission rates. I thought they were already doing that, my friends. Uh, The agency is also recommending kids wear masks to school this fall. And I'm sure there's no kids that are real excited about that idea. Federal health officials still believe fully vaccinated individuals represent a very small amount of transmission. Still, some vaccinated people could be carrying higher levels of the virus than previously understood and potentially transmit it to others. I thought that was the whole idea, my friends. Mr. Snyder says this seems rather odd because we were promised that life would go back to normal for those that got their shots. But it turns out that vaccinated individuals that catch COVID have just as much viral load as the unvaccinated. Hmm. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said recent studies has shown that those vaccinated individuals who do become infected with COVID hmm, have just as much viral load as the unvaccinated, ah, making it possible for them to spread the virus to others. I think even more so, my friends. Based on that finding, Walensky said that the CDC is also recommending that all school children wear masks in the fall. Continuing on, Mr. Snyder points out something of monumental interest when he states, uh, and in California, officials have discovered a very curious pattern. A new analysis finds several counties with above average vaccination rates also have higher COVID cases, case rates. Of course they do, my friends. What did I just say a minute ago? I thought that was the whole idea. While case rates are falling, Did you hear me? While case rates are falling in counties with below average vaccination rates. Ta-da! Truth be told, my friends. Statewide data analyzed by the Bay Area News Group found five counties, Los Angeles, San Diego, Alameda, Contra Costa, and San Francisco, have 
both a higher percentage of people who are fully vaccinated than the state average and a higher average of daily case rate. Of course, they do for the third time. Mr. Snyder then says, all of this appears to directly contradict a lot of the promises that our leaders were making. (laughs) So what is the truth? Says Mr. Snyder, just before going on to say, needless to say, the truth is that you have been fed a whole bunch of lies. This pandemic is far from over, and it is just a matter of time before even more pestilence or pandemics or plagues or whatever you'd like to call them come along, says Mr. Snyder. Sadly, Mr. Snyder says global leaders have responded to this current pestilence by resorting to full-blown tyranny. The Biden administration, the Biden administration knows that there are huge numbers of conservatives that would quit their jobs rather than be bullied into taking a COVID vaccine. But they are going ahead with this mandate anyway. And now that the federal government has done this, listen up, my friends, it is probably inevitable that countless other employers will follow suit. Mr. Snyder ends his piece by stating, what a dark day this is. For America. And I do agree 110%, my friends. And on that very sad and chilling note, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our quest into freedom and liberty versus divide and conquer.
to Jesus. It is time to turn your heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ, for he is your only hope for eternal life. He holds the keys to eternal life. There is no other. And with that said, my friends, okay, now as we move into the second half of our show for today, we will at this point be taking a peek at truth from a biblical understanding. First up on this agenda is a neat little excerpt from a piece done by gotquestions.com that helps convey our purpose of today's show concerning truth, which goes like this. Almost 2,000 years ago, truth was put on trial and judged by people who were devoted to lies. Sound familiar? In fact, truth faced six trials in less than one full day, three of which were religious and three that were legal. In the end, few people involved in those events could answer the question, what is truth? After being arrested, the truth was first led to a man named Annas of a corrupt former high priest of the Jews. 
Annas broke numerous Jewish laws during the trial, including holding the trial in his house, trying to induce self-accusations against the defendant, and striking the defendant who had been convicted of nothing at the time. After Annas, the truth was led to the reigning high priest, Caiaphas, who happened to be Annas's brother-in-law. Before Caiaphas and the Jewish Sanhedrin, many false witnesses came forward to speak against the truth. Not yet, nothing, yet nothing, yet nothing, my friends, could be proven and no evidence of wrongdoing could be found. Caiaphas broke no fewer than seven laws while trying to convict the truth. Number one, the trial was held in secret. Number two, it was carried out at night. Number three, it involved bribery. Sound familiar, my friends? Number four, the defendant had no one present to make a defense for him. Number five, the requirement of two to three witnesses could not be met. Number six, they used self-incriminating testimony against the defendant. Number seven, they carried out the death penalty against the defiant the defendant the same day. All these actions were prohibited by Jewish law. Regardless, Caiaphas declared the truth guilty because the truth claimed to be God in the flesh, something Caiaphas called blasphemy. When morning came, the third trial of the truth took place with the result that the Jewish Sanhedrin pronounced the truth should die. And I guess that's what we've got here today, my friends. The truth should die so that the liars can take over. However, the Jewish council had no legal right to carry out the death penalty, so they were forced to bring the truth to the Roman governor at the time, a man named Pontius Pilate. Pilate was appointed by Tiberius as the fifth prefect of Judea and served in that capacity from A.D. 26 to 36. The prosecutor had power of life and death and could reverse capital sentences passed by the Sanhedrin. As the truth stood before Pilate, more lies were brought against him. His enemies said, we found this man misleading our nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king which this is actually truth, my friends, and it is found in Luke chapter 23, verse 2. In reality, this was a lie, as the truth had told everyone to pay their taxes in Matthew chapter 22, verse 21, and never spoke of himself as a challenge to Caesar. After this, a very interesting conversation between the truth and Pilate took place. 
Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing uh, of thyself, or did others tell thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants fought that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find him, I find in him no fault at all. John chapter 18, verses 33 to 38. The writer of this piece continues by stating that Pilate's question, what is the truth, has reverberated down through history. Was it a melancholy desire to know what no one else could tell him? A cynical insult? Or perhaps an irritated indifference, indifferent reply to Jesus' words. In a postmodern world that denies that truth can be known, the question is more important than ever to answer. What is truth? The writer then says a proposed definition of truth is uh, defining truth. It is first helpful to note what truth is not. Truth is not simply whatever works. This is the philosophy of pragmatism and ends versus means type of approach. In reality, lies can appear to work, but they are still lies and not the truth. Truth is not simply what is coherent or understandable. A group of people can get together and form a conspiracy based on a set of falsehoods where they all agree to tell the same false story, but it doesn't make their presentation true. Mainstream media. Truth is not what makes people feel good. Unfortunately, bad news can be true. Truth is not what the majority says is true. 51% of a group can reach a wrong conclusion. Truth is not what is comprehensive. A lengthy, detailed presentation can still result in a false conclusion. Truth is not defined by what is intended. Good intentions can still be wrong. Truth is not how we know. Truth is what we know. Truth is not simply what is believed. A lie believed is still a lie. 
Truth is not what is publicly proven or publicly proved, rather. A truth can be privately known. For example, the writer says, the location of buried treasure. Or, my friends, truth can be known by some as in the fact that some do know while others do not know that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life. That is the truth, and it is a fact. The writer continues by sharing that the Greek word for truth is eletelia, which literally means to unhide or hiding nothing. It conveys that through that though the truth is always there, always open and available for all to see, with nothing being hidden or obscured. The Hebrew word for truth is emeth, which means firmness, consist- consistency, and duration. Such a definition implies an everlasting substance, and something that can be relied upon. Later in this piece, the writer goes on to answer the question as to just why truth is important by first asking, why is it so important to understand and embrace the concept of absolute truth in all areas of life, including faith and religion? The writer then goes on to give this very important answer, simply because life has consequences for being wrong. Giving someone the wrong amount of a medication can kill them. Having an investment manager make the wrong monetary decisions can impoverish a family Boarding the wrong plane will take you to where you do not wish to go. And dealing with an unfaithful marriage partner can result in the destruction of a family and potentially disease. Nowhere are the consequences more important than in the area of faith and religion, says the writer, who then goes on to interject eternity is an awfully long time to be wrong, which is the absolute truth, my friends, for eternity is not a long time, but time without end. My friends, the Lord God's desire is that none should perish. So as Christians living in the world that we now find ourselves in, we must be leaders in the faith by always standing up for what is true. In doing so, we may be fulfilling the words of Jude, which are, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Jude chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. In 2 Chronicles 7, chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, the Lord God speaking from heaven said, 
If I shut up heaven and there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence or a plague, pandemic, endemic among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. My friends, I do believe that the Lord God over the past few years has indeed shut up the heavens that there be no rain. And in the recent years has sent pestilence or pandemics among his people. And in recent days gone by, my friends, has as well commanded the locusts to devour the land. But why, you say? And I say to get our attention, to turn or to turn to his, to him, my friends, by way of a personal relationship in right standing with his one and only begotten son, who is none other than the Lord and only savior of all mankind, whose name is Jesus Christ. My friends, he is the only savior of the world who is soon to return for all that belong to him at his appearing in the rapture of his bride. My friends, as for the times that we are now coming into, we need to now, more than ever before, we need to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for ourselves, and pray without ceasing, and as we do, we need to keep in mind the prayer of protection, as found in Psalms 91, which states, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence, which means pandemic or plague, that walketh in the darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, David said, even the Most High, thy habitation. Thee, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. 
For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. What is the name of God? Jesus Christ. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation, says the Lord God. My friends, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and to begin to walk with him so that you will be ready watching and waiting and praying for his imminent return in the rapture. For the word of the Lord God tells us by way of the very mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ in John chapter 3 verses 16 through 18, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son Whosoever believeth in him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But the same word of God goes on to say, But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. What is his name? His name is Jesus Christ. And once again, in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, Jesus tells us to let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, Jesus said, would have told you. I, Jesus said, go to prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, Jesus said, you know. And the way, which means method, my friends, He says, you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the method is what Jesus is saying here in John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, the truth, my friends verifiable and indisputable truth. And he says, I am the life. He is the eternal life, my friends, because he holds the keys to eternal life. 
He continues and ends by saying, No man comes unto the Father but by me. And for that very reason, the Lord God gave us his one and only roadmap to salvation by way of the precious and holy shed blood of his one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, and is found in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, spoken by way of the mouth of the Apostle Paul under the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, and states that if thou or you shall confess with thy or your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine or your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou or you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, I like to say right living in Jesus Christ. And the word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth, Confession is made unto salvation. Salvation means way of escape, my friends, and that is who Jesus is to the world. He is their way of escape if they will receive him. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who is he? He's Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Who is he? And what is his name? Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friends, we're living in very uncertain times. We're constantly seeing things change now. The Lord has allowed us to move into a different time zone because the story that he's put together had a beginning, it had a middle, and now we are at the end. The Lord has spoke these words to me many times before in which he says, We are at the end, and we shall not begin again. So, my friends, the only Savior that you should be looking for to save you out of all your woes, worries, and troubles and grant you eternal life is the Lord Jesus Christ, for he is the only one who is able to do any and all of that which I have just mentioned My friends, the world is very distracting right now. Satan is on a binge, wanting everybody to join him in the lake of fire for all eternity, because he knows that is his last stop. But my friends, it does not have to be your last stop. For the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary and shed his precious and holy blood so that it would not have to be our last stop. He took our place upon the cross of Calvary. He died with our sins, the sins of the world upon his shoulders, that we could go free if we come under the lordship of the name, the word, the blood, and the power an anointing of God's Holy Spirit that is made possible 
for us through the name of his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. My friends, today, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Savior, or if you need to return to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior because you have backslidden, today is the day, my friends, of salvation, for tomorrow may never come for you. So as we go to prayer today, I would just invite you to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and to receive you into the family of God or to rededicate you into the family of God because this is your free will, my friends, to either be on your way to glory or on your way to the lake of fire. So without further ado, let's pray. And if you will say this prayer with me out loud from the depths of your heart and not your mind and your mind and your spirit and your heart and your soul is stayed upon the Lord Jesus Christ right now, he will hear your prayer for it. The Lord God is the one God, the one and only true and living God that knows the end from the beginning. So today, my friends, let us pray for the salvation needed that we will be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ for his bride. Please begin with me. Dear Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, I just want to thank you for the gift of your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to this world and to shed his precious and holy blood upon the cross of Calvary for me. And Lord God, I ask that you would continue to bestow upon us your blessings as we walk in a personal relationship in a right standing with your precious one and only begotten Son, who is none other there again than the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this gift, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I come humbly before your throne and bow down. And Lord Jesus, today I have come to say to you that I know in my heart that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have prepared at the cross for me, and that is to receive me this day as I ask you to forgive me of my sins and to begin to pour your Holy Spirit into me that I may be ready, watching, waiting, praying, and looking up and looking for your imminent return in the rapture. Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins, and I know that I am now your child. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would lead me and guide me into all truth and righteousness and also prick my heart in knowing that I need to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit that brings the laying on of hands, the casting out of devils, and the speaking in other tongues that is referred to in the words of Acts chapter 2 and other places, including Acts chapter 19, 
verses 1 through 6. Holy Spirit, have your way in my life from this day forward. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. My friends, today if you've prayed that prayer from the depths of your heart, the Lord God and the Lord Jesus Christ has heard your prayer and you are now in the family of the Lord God and it is a daily walk in the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit that will have you ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that said, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace or his perfect shalom. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf, read the book of Revelations for yourself. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven? 